G'day everyone, I am live again. I feel like it's been quiet this week and then because I'm an Australian and I'm on the other side of the world, I didn't quite realise that it's thank you, thank, yeah. what do they call it? It's Thanksgiving in the US at the moment, isn't it? So it's like, okay, that would explain the relatively under control inbox, which is nice. Not a lot been happening on Twitter, it's okay. I've been busy this week, I really didn't need more more breaches and things. I don't know if the hackers take Thanksgiving and <laughs> they just have a bit of a break. It's like, let's stop screwing with everyone for a week or something like that. G'day to everyone who is joining. Quick uh, shout out first to sponsor, 1Password. Again, actually, I do have a 1Password story from this week. I had people, uh, numerous people actually this week, asking when is the next part of the Hello CISO series coming out? Very good question because part one went out already. I announced that at some time. When did I announce that? I don't know, six weeks ago, something like that. There are many other parts still coming. I have certainly recorded them and sent them in. I did follow up the 1Password folks. They said they're checking. <laughs> so, so hopefully soon. It's good that people are asking, though. We do want people to actually go and watch the thing. Uh, other than that, 1Password as a sponsor. Big thanks to them. Go and get a password manager. Go and get 1Password. It's still the it's really sort of the most practical thing people can do these days in the era of data breaches i've just got like random stuff this week if i'm honest because it, it has been a busy week on many fronts um mostly personal fronts part of which i shared this week my son ari graduated primary school so he has finished uh, year six Remember, because in the bottom half of the world, our, our school year begins January, February, ends November, December. So he's just finished his school year. So uh, that went quickly, <laughs> like seven years in total of being at school. Anyway, he's big now, which is cool. But what was fun, I was saying to, this, uh, to, uh, to Charlotte just today, it is fun when they're at this age, where they're, they're uh, 9 and 12, where they can do a lot of tech stuff. In fact, I was looking at some of the Christmas presents we bought them, and they're, they're like Christmas presents that I would like. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say without giving too much away, because they're loving tech and 3D printing and things like this, and we can actually get them things where it's like, this is cool, it ticks my personal boxes, and you're going to learn some stuff, and you're going to build some really, really cool things with this, and you're going to, you know, who knows? Could build the next Have I Been Pwned with some of the things that I've given them. Actually, don't have anything to talk about with have I been pwned this week, which is a bit of a bit of a change. But uh, I, I thought I mentioned last week. So last week I did it in the morning, and I did it with uh, I did it outdoors. It mostly worked well. There was a little bit of mucking around with the wireless Go Rode mics, as some people subsequently said. Probably the best way to make those things work well is to use the lapel Rode mic, which just plugs in the normal headphone jack. And, and get the gain right on the thing. But I think once I got those right, it was pretty much spot on. So I might do a little bit more practice and not, as I referred to it last week, debugging it in production. I might do a little bit more practice and trying to get that, that neat because particularly this time of year, it's so nice, so nice here. Again, other side of the world, we are just about at summer. By our reckoning, we normally count summer as starting on the 1st of December. So we are, oh, we're five days off summer which doesn't feel like it at the moment because it's just raining every single day. Uh, in part, it just does that this time of year because it gets hot and steamy and then the skies open up. And in part, apparently, it's El Nino. or El Nino. I don't know, the wet one. 
Of the things that I did have to talk about today, uh, I thought I'd talk about what I'm doing in my, my office. And I'm going to post a lot of photos of this when things happen, but we're, we're on the precipice of greatness, <laughs> I think, for this office. So uh, recently I did all the, the wallpaper. Pretty much all the walls except the one in front of me are done with, I guess, a wallpaper you can't really see because this lens makes a nice really sort of bokeh effect in the background, which is actually pretty good because that kind of blurs out and it just looks like a big dark solid. It's, it's, it's actually not black. It's a, it's a dark gray and it's got a texture in it, but it kind of disappears. The shelving just here is going as soon as the shelf behind it gets made. So the brackets were already in the wall. They had to go in before the wallpaper. And there's just a thin shelf that'll go there. And that'll be dark as well. So that'll kind of disappear. I've got to get another another chair. Dark. That'll disappear. Not completely disappear. I'll get a little bit of texture in it. Uh, and then the other things, you can just see the side of my desk here is white. That's getting remade as well. But the thing I'm really excited about, and I've got a sample of this here, is this is acoustic panelling. Uh, and this acoustic panelling is made by a company called Ortex, who conveniently is run by some friends of ours who are only a few doors that way, a few streets that way. Uh, so connections. But it's really, really nice stuff. It's super, super light. You can basically whack that onto the wall. This one's got a texture on this side, which is just for those of you who listen to the podcast later on. The, uh, the, the texture is like little squares with, uh, with bezels through them. Uh, I'm going to use a different a different pattern, which I'll talk about more later on. I did actually share a picture of what I what it's going to look like. It's almost sort of like uh, lines that join in the middle that make like stars, but they're going to be very, very big. It's not really stars. <laughs> You'll see when it's done. But it will pretty much be this color. And this will be all the way in front of me, and it will be around the door, and it will also be all the way on the ceiling, which will be cool. G'day, Lance. <laughs> Thank you for joining. It's been a while. Uh, so this is going to be really, really cool. Now, the other thing which I have had an epiphany on is what I have been doing with my lighting is obviously got the RGB Wi-Fi stuff in the roof, makes all the colors. It's a little bit hard to see it here, but if I move this around, you'll see that my lighting changes. I've got on my desk a, uh, a little panel light, kind of about yay big. What is it? Probably about 20 centimeters by 15 centimeters, which has been barely sufficient. So I pulled the trigger and bought a couple of Elgato key lights. Now, Charlotte has had a couple of Elgato key lights, the small ones, on her desk for some time. They've been great because they've got a lot of control over the warmth of the color. You can control them all over Wi-Fi. You can control them via a stream deck, which I've had sitting on my desk for a long time. Because I don't do things by halves, I bought two of those that are big. <laughs> so I've got two big ones. I thought they might have arrived in time for today. Uh, unfortunately, they haven't. They're going to go above the monitors, mounted on the wall. So I shared a photo a while ago of how there's a big cutout in my wall now that's uh, subsequently had plywood stuck on it so that I can put things like monitor mounts wherever I want on the wall before I do the acoustic panelling, of course. Now, they will then be attached to the wall with this. So these are Elgato wall mounts uh, and in fact I have one supporting this camera right now bolted onto the wall so for those of you wondering what they look like everything Elgato is just good <laughs> so Elgato does a lot of stuff for like yeah twitch streamers and that sort of thing uh, so they do these these wall mounts which you can see just here so this is just 
it's a basic thing, right? It's like four screws into the wall, and then there's like a couple of ball joints just here so that you can adjust it to whatever direction you like. So these will go on the walls. They will hold the new key lights. So then I don't have to have the key lights sitting on the desk. And I guess what I'm going for here is an almost, almost completely clean desk. Just had an idea. <laughs> I've got these very nice Genelic speakers sitting on my desk. Uh, and then I was like, I wonder if I... I wonder, I wonder if I could wall mount. Do I want to wall mount those? Because now I've got plywood on the wall, I can mount whatever I want on the wall. And part of the reason I'm going this way is I just really, really like the clean desk idea. Like just having no more crap on your desk that isn't absolutely essential. I'm going to think about that. Should I do that? The thing is, is that when I do that, this panelling has got to be laser cut around the things that are on the wall. So I can do that, but it's a it's, it's not a completely permanent solution, but it's a fairly substantial commitment in terms of then moulding things around it. It's all good fun. It's all part of the process. Incidentally, speaking about Elgato and liking Elgato stuff, uh, you are watching me through an Elgato 4K cam link as well. So the reason the picture looks super cool is because I've got a DSLR that has an HDMI out into the Elgato cam link that then goes USB into the PC. So this is what allows you to use a decent camera that's not a webcam. And the number of times I jump into a call about cyber something and there's people in there that are either trying to do the... You know, they try to do like the Teams virtual background and if for a moment it looks cool and then it's like they're wearing glasses or something and then through the, the bits here you just sort of see glimpses of their living room or something and then you're like, ah, oh, that looks kind of tacky. But then I join with this and it's like, not a backdrop, not a virtual background. It's real. And people are like, wow, that's super cool. So for those of you stuck at home, it makes a lot of sense. I've got a comment here. I thought acoustic panelling took much more space. It's come along. Yeah, well, this this is, uh, I think it's about 20 mil thick. Like, that's how thick it is. It's really, really thin. Um, it says thickness, 12 mil. And just in case anyone is American in here, there's a, it represents it in inches, half an inch. So there we go. There's that. Uh for anyone interested, ortexglobal.com. Now, actually, here's the thing. This is completely tangential, and I've been thinking about this lately. www.ortexglobal.com. Why is anyone still putting in the www? I do not know. Assuming that the naked domain redirects, it just feels like a... It feels like wasted space. Regardless, this is going to be super cool. Now, my next problem <laughs> that I need to solve is now that the acoustics is going so well because I've got really soft curtains over there. What you can't really see because it kind of blends into the background is just above this chair behind me. They are curtains there, but I've made sure they seal nice on the wall. I've got a really nice plush carpet that's make it super, super quiet. So the next thing is to try and quieten down the fans on the PC. Uh, so I think I might try and get like some of those Noctura fans or something got to figure out a way to do this. I want to make it like silent, silent. Ben says, as long as you're not running Linux, poor Linus. I've got Linux on my iPhone, I guess, <laughs> kind of, and on my Raspberry Pis that are spread out around the place. Okay, so that's Office. Office is progressing. I'm going to share much more photos of that over time.
Other things, just for fun, the 3D map printing. So last week I showed progress of uh, the 3D map of Oslo that I was printing. So a little bit hard to see because it's sitting on my desk. I'll bring a piece over, but I'll bring two pieces over. So this is what's printing. And all of this kind of joins up into what will ultimately be an 800 mil by 800 mil map of Oslo. And of course, it is a three-dimensional map. So as I tilt that there, you can sort of see all the buildings and things, which is really cool. I finally found the right filaments for it. It's coming up pretty good. It's going to be in an area that's not really brightly lit. So I think some of the imperfections that you're bound to get with 3D printing uh, are fine. They'll kind of disappear. Uh, I've had a lot of false starts. <laughs> so I've got six panels like this behind me. Now, one of them, in fact, in fact, yeah, in fact, it is the one I'm holding. The one I'm holding, I actually reprinted today because I was messing around with top layer patterns. So for those of you not familiar with this, when you look at, say, the top of any of these buildings, uh, it's a flat surface. Now, how should the nozzle on the 3D printer fill in that flat surface? So should it go like zigzaggy all the way down? Or so that would be what's, what's called a monotonic fill? Or should it be, uh, should it actually go around in circles and then eventually come in towards the middle? That would be a, what was it, concentric fill? Or the one I replaced today because I really didn't like it was a, a Hibbert curve fill where it like, um, they're like waves all the way through. So I'm trying to find something consistent. And now that I do have a consistent model, it's using that everywhere. And then the, the one thing that I'm, and this won't come across on the camera, but the one thing I am very on the fence with is I sliced this to iron the water. So ironing is this concept where rather than extruding filament, it can just heat up the hot end. So the hot end is a very, very pointy bit, but normally the melted filament comes out and it can literally like iron backwards and forwards. So when it does that, rather than having lines of filament, it tries to iron them all into a flat surface, which is good in theory, but they're just places where for one reason or another you might actually just be able to see that in the camera you can sort of see some lines across here where the ironing has left some streaks i don't think it's enough to justify reprinting all this without ironing or to fix whatever it is i did wrong with ironing but i have gone backwards and forwards like trying to get this right now of course the next thing i need is a frame and i've decided i'm going to make the frame i'm not going to 3d print the frame I'm going to go to Bunnings, which is Australia's big hardware store. I'm possibly going to have a sausage because that's what we do at Bunnings. And then I'm going to buy the material to actually create a frame. Uh, and then I can get it exactly the right size. I think I'm going to spray paint it all in like a matte black. Uh, and then hopefully by the time I do that, most of the printing would have been finished. I can put it up on the wall. It's going to look freaking epic. So I'll take some photos and share it when the whole thing is done. The comments here, uh, www might be simply to make it obvious it's a website or it's just how the tech defaults to. I reckon, I reckon the reason is just legacy. Because if I look at this and I see ortexglobal.com, am I going to confuse this for something else? Like, is this where I should be FTPing to? Uh, is this a telnet address? <laughs> like, no, like it's literally a browser. Because if we want to play that argument, then why not begin with the scheme and put HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash? So I think it is legacy because people have just tended to do that in the past. And it is now like a, 
a remnant of a bygone era. Uh, so we could all stop doing this. I'd love to people to stop doing that. We just don't need extra text. <laughs> Think of the whales. Uh, someone likes my shorts. <sighs> yep, cool. Thank you. I like these shorts too. Um, shorts by Hurley. <laughs> They're basically what I wear every day. And when I do end up wearing jeans, it's like, geez, that's hot, isn't it? It's very sticky. I looked at our humidity yesterday and it was about 97%. Uh, so that's how... It's not that hot, but it's just super, super, super um, moist in the air. So, yes, it's nice to be in the shorts. The other thing is when I'm in boardies like this, I can jump straight into the pool, which is good. Efficiency, don't have to change first. Or the reason I'm wearing boardies is I just went and picked the jet ski up from a, a service and brought it back. Nothing to do, I'm way off tangent today. Nothing to do with any of the cybersecurity stuff. But Sunday, we're going to go in what I believe is going to be the Guinness World Record attempt for the most number of jet skis in one gathering, which is going to be a Christmas event to raise money for charity with people dressed up as Santa, not me, on jet skis. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll share that because I'm sure that will be in the news. It was last year. I didn't do it, but it looked really good fun. So we're going to do it this year. James, it's not raining up there on the Gold Coast. It has been raining every single day really really extensively so if i look at my uh look at my home assistant how much rain have i had on the roof and then what does the what does the bureau say bureau says uh the rain radar says eh, probably gonna get a little bit and then based on the davis vantage sounds like a sales pitch davis vantage pro weather station on the roof uh we actually had 30 mil in the last 24 hours but um, yeah, it has actually been, it has been proverbially pissing down every single day. And I think the Bureau forecast was actually saying that we're going to have rain every day for the next week. So yeah, we've still got possible storms, 100% chance of any rain <laughs> today. And then every single day for the next week is rain, uh, which is not great because I'm going to go and have a few days away next week. I'll share some photos. It'll be nice. All right. What is in here? Um, Ben says, I was thinking Death Star, WWW Legacy Subdomain. The, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I I have, have I been pwned on the Naked Domain? I have TroyHunt.com uh, on WWW. And from memory, when I rolled over to my new blog, I, I wrote a blog post about this, didn't I? If you search for Troy Hunt Naked, trust me, it's fine. <laughs> Troy Hunt Naked. Oh, shit. <laughs> naked Tennessee man arrested for floating down a river. That's where naked Tennessee man Troy Hunt was arrested after leading authorities. Oh, crap. That's not good. Uh, let's try Troy Hunt naked domain. That went downhill quickly, didn't it? Oh, this was from 2016. Here you go. I asked Twitter. Uh, what do you folks think? Is redirecting www to a naked, to naked a bad idea? I'm sure I wrote about that. All right, now I've just sent everyone off in completely the wrong direction. Oh, no, you know what? It's it's in Troy Hunt New Blog. New Blog. Because if I search for that from 19th of April 2016 and I search for naked in there, I was going to go naked is the title. Glad we had this discussion. Now, one of the, uh, the rationales for using www from memory is that you can scope cookies such that if you had other subdomains of the primary domain, then their scope wouldn't extend to yeah, news.troyhunt.com or book.troyhunt.com. That's a good example, actually. Right. 
sorry. <laughs> what else is in here? Um, George is here. G'day, George. <laughs> Brendan's late. Oh, we can get started now, Brendan. Thank you for joining. Uh, James says, I use Naked if it's a single-purpose domain, www if you're hosting a bunch of other stuff on it, which is pretty much what I've done with my blog. I mean, I didn't have book.troyhunt.com before, uh, but I thought maybe there'd be other things there. And then have I been pwned? There's definitely nothing else there. So, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it makes sense. Something different. Um, on the 3D maps, actually, let me, let me jump around a little bit. Whilst we're still in the 3D space, I shared a photo. When was this? Was this yesterday? Yesterday morning. And I said, who knows what this is? Wrong answers only. And it's it's almost like a like an A-frame with what looks to be three. They could be speakers, could be cameras. Looks super, super weird and it's still in front. And I had a very huge amount of engagement on that with many people sending many hilarious responses back. Uh, one of the first ones, and, and actually the one which subsequently appeared the most times, which surprised me because it was a bit of a niche reference, was uh, a reference to the three seashells. Now, if you've not seen Demolition Man before, this was a movie, must have been in the 90s Demolition Man, Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, uh, where he was like cryogenically frozen. He was a cop and then decades into the future, he's resurrected. And, and it was a very, very entertaining movie. And the whole thing had this like undertone of, the three seashells in the bathroom. <clears throat> and you never find out what the three seashells do from memory. But it seems to be something to do with wiping your ass. <laughs> and anyway, it was a very funny reference. So what this actually was, was a 3D imaging device, very often used by cosmetic surgeons. So I later had a photo of that, and then the photo or a little video I think it created. Uh, so if, if someone was, I'm not having cosmetic surgery, just to be, be clear, I'll explain what it was in a moment. But if someone was having, I don't know, like rhinoplasty or something like that, or you know, a nose job, the 3D imaging device can create a very, very precise image uh, of your entire head. And the reason there's three cameras there is there's one front on, one to your left and one to your right. And then it stitches it together. Uh, now, the reason I was there is I had a couple of little moles that are pretty minor. There's one above my right eye and one just here. And I, I'd gone to this place earlier this year and they lasered it, uh, which is a, a really sort of non-invasive way of, you know, can we zap it out a little bit? Now, looking at me in the camera, you can just see. <laughs> uh, it's not worth doing anything more than that because, like, look, if you, can, if you can take a shot at it and you don't have to cut me up or stitch me or anything like that, we'll give it a go. Didn't do a lot of good, but we did the uh, the 3D imaging so that now there's like a full image. And if anything changes later on, like one thing we're very conscious of in Australia is is uh, melanomas and sun damage. So now we'll have a good reference point to go back to. But this was kind of cool. Like it took the photo and then it must have spent nearly five minutes stitching it together. And the image that comes out of it, like the little video here, the, the technician sort of moving it around. And I'm just like looking at this thing. And it is, you can't see the lines. Like you can see my lines, right? But you can't see any lines in the way it stitches it together. It's just a perfect, perfect image. So I hate to think of what this machine costs. I would love to get an STL of it if they could like spit out a 3D model and then I could go down to the printer and just like print my head. That'd be a good thing to put in my Ponemus. <laughs> you get some Have I Been Pwned stickers, a 3D printed logo and a 3D of my head. I don't think anybody actually wants that. But 
So that was the Vectra M3 facial imaging system. I thought it was fun. It's just, I don't know, like, we're probably all geeks at heart, and then we see stuff like this, and it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> How does that thing work? All right, comments here. Um, yeah, Ben's just uh, realized in the, in the bathroom, so the, the imaging system was not in the bathroom, but the three seashells in Demolition Man was a bathroom thing. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce your name. Guillaume? Guillaume? Must be Guillaume. Very, sounds very French. Guillaume. Let's say Guillaume, and apologies if I've gotten that wrong. Uh, cookies are a good example. Can either include all subdomain or none of them. Yep, so there, of course we can scope a, a cookie to not have it cascade down all the subdomains. Um, read the blog post. Just search for me naked. You'll find it. <laughs> you'll find something anyway. All right. While we're being self-ingratiating and talking about pictures of me, one of the the things that had become increasingly apparent... see a bank self-ingratious in your contacts. Who would you like to call? Thanks, Siri. <laughs> one of the things that had become increasingly obvious to me in recent times is that the profile photos I have everywhere, and it's really just the one photo, I'm going to talk about why I did that in a moment, had become very old, or I had become very old, or it's one of these two things. Uh, but the image that's on my Twitter and my Facebook and everywhere else is 11 years old. It was taken in 2010. And I don't think I look that much different maybe a bit more tan now because i live here <laughs> but it's pretty much it's pretty similar like okay i definitely got some more lines is what happens over 11 years but the point is photo had become old so i really got to the point where it's like i want something new um i mentioned before i use this photo everywhere one of the the and, and keep in mind like the the era in my life that this was so 11 years ago i had a blog I didn't make any money <laughs> other than from my job, which of course is pretty normal, but I certainly didn't have uh, sponsorship. I didn't get paid for talks. I'd never done a talk. I think I got my, that's right about the time I first got my uh, first MVP, but I was just starting at the very, very beginning of creating an online presence. And one of the things I decided to do is just consistently use the same photo, which was just a clean headshot. It was taken in my backyard when I was living in Sydney. I'm smiling. It's not like weird and abstract and things like that. You know, and some people like that and that's fine. But I felt that for me that the best thing to do is if I wanted to create a, an identity and have it be consistently used, have a good photo that's a clear headshot and just use it everywhere, which I've done and it's been fine. But I have aged and <laughs> moved on. And actually, I do have grey hair now, which I didn't have then. So, uh, Today, finally, finally, finally got new profile photos taken. And the way we decided to do it is actually get someone who knows what they're doing, given how important this picture is for all of the things I do, for continuity's sake. Charlotte didn't have any. It's pretty much the same for her. It's just a photo that had been taken at some point in her life. And then that was like, oh, yeah, that one looks all right. We'll chuck that up. So we got a guy over today uh, who was a professional photographer, professional portrait photographer, I wanted him to come here to our house so it's just casual stuff. Like we could have gone to a studio and then it would have been, I guess, more contrived than what it ended up being. But we basically went down to the garden. We took a bunch of nice photos in the garden, went into our into our bedroom because it's got the same wallpaper as this and it makes a nice dark background, took a bunch more there. And I've only seen the photos on the, the back of his DSLR, but they just look 
epic. They look so, it's just like the, the light is so nice and the clarity is so nice. And this one looks really shit now that I look at this old one that's lasted so many years. So I'm hoping maybe next week to have those back. I think he'll do a little bit of post-processing with some color and, and the likes. Maybe he can fix this mole. <laughs> You'll know now if he has because you've seen the before shot. But uh, yeah, so that'll finally be a revision after 11 years. And if I have to wait that long again, oh geez, I'm going to be well into my 50s. So probably won't wait quite that long. All right, look at the comments. Richard's here. G'day, Richard. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Uh, okay, so Guillaume says, uh, good pronunciation. Thanks. Good, I got that right. Um, he says, is it so high depth that it needs so much time? Oh, is it so high depth that it needs so much time to stick the images together? This is the, the Vectra M3. I assume it is because it's a really, really fancy looking piece of kit. So uh, th this is not like, you know, three Logitech webcams <laughs> sitting on tripods. So it'd be interesting to know. And I'm, I'm sure I've actually read through. I linked to it, didn't I? We can figure this out. Uh, if I go to my media, we can probably figure out what res it actually takes these in. And then we will know. So this is made by a company called, this is like, totally not our normal world canfield 3d imaging for face and neck a perfect fit for today's aesthetic practice the vector m3 does extraordinary performance in an advanced 3d imaging solution high resolution capture assures photorealistic rendering of the finest details while the elegant design <laughs> complements any setting first thing i noticed when i went in there gee that's elegant that design but i guess when you think about it like if it's for cosmetic surgeons you really need high levels of detail because they're, you know, they're fixing scarring and things like that. Uh, increase patient satisfaction. Visualize your patient's expectation. Arrive at a shared understanding of treatment objectives and help your patient decide on the best possible treatment plan. Wow, this is pretty full on. Um, it separates the unique color signatures of red and brown skin components for unequaled visualization of pre-treated skin conditions. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool because I've got like rhinoplasty photos in here where you can detailed facial diagrams and measurements. Well, here you go. So the angle, I'm going to go side on the angle of like your lip and your nose apparently is meant to be about 115 degrees. <laughs> and if it's not, maybe you need rhinoplasty. Um, wow, that's really cool. Do they actually, I wonder if they've got tech specs in here. They talk about resolution. Uh, there 1.2 millimeter geometry resolution triangle edge length 3.5 millisecond capture time that feels very fast doesn't it floor stand and stool comes with a stool <laughs> that's nice what does it need system memory 16 gigabytes or higher mm, seems okay uh, windows 10 or 11 Minimum one terabyte available disk space. All right, so it's, it is a it is a hungry beast. Needs a one gigabyte uh, dedicated memory graphics card, dedicated NVIDIA AMD cards. Yeah, that makes sense. One gigabit Ethernet connection for networking. Wi-Fi not supported. Oh, interesting. So it probably captures very very high res pictures to then pump it down over that connection. Is Face Sculptor easy to use? Oh, I assume they're going to say yes, aren't they? Uh, all right, I will look at this more later on. I think this is actually kind of fascinating. Um, and I just wish, wish I could get an STL out of that. I think it would be really cool. 
All right. Uh, while I'm on this topic, when I shared this, a few other people responded and said, um, you know, the other thing you can do is you can use the uh, LiDAR on your iPhone 11 or 12 Pro. So I didn't realize that apparently only the Pros have LiDAR. You can use LiDAR to use certain apps that can then create 3D models of rooms. So just before I started this podcast, video, whatever the thing is, live stream, I opened up this app, it's called Polycam, and I walked around pointing it at my living room and then pointing it at Charlotte because I wanted a 3D map her as well. <laughs> and it creates like this really, really cool mesh. And you can just see it finding all of the surfaces. And of course, LiDAR is measuring the amount of time it takes for light to bounce off objects. Uh, and it's a really, really cool thing. What I'd like to do is actually be able to create some 3D models of, of things that have enough fidelity in them to then go and print. I, that might be a big ask, I don't know. But have a look at it. It's really neat. All right, what else is in here? Um, James says, did you recreate the old profile pic? Yes and no. So the old profile pic was in my garden in, in Sydney. So we did do some in the garden here. Now it's it's much more lush and tropical and green here <laughs> than what it is in Sydney. But I did want some, because I was sort of saying to the guys, like, look, here's my old pic. I, I want something that's basically the same sort of uh, environment and feel and everything. So look, I have, I have a smile. Uh, it's the same sort of direct front-on shot. It's got greenery behind it. We might use that. We might use the ones that we did in the darker the darker scene. I feel like they might just be a little bit too dark, but we'll see. But basically, yeah, we tried to recreate pretty much the same sort of feel. And then we'll pick from that and other ones as well. Um, <laughs> Richard says, sorry, did you say something about being well into your 50s? Not yet, no. By the t if, if I wait this long, another 11 years to do another profile pick, yes, I will be but still well short of my 60s as well. So, yeah, do the math. Ben says, Mum bought the brand new Pixel, contemplating throwing away my DSLR in the bin. Um, yeah, like I hear the Pixels have an amazing camera as well. I am super happy with what's in the 13 Pro Max. So far, that's been really good. In fact, it was fun having this photographer here. And uh, just for those of you who are interested, like I'll, I'll drop in here. What was the guy's name? Luke. Uh, com. This is what how good it looks. LukeMarsdenPhoto.com We sort of went and had a look at some of his profile photos. He's got this... Um, oh boy, where'd that one go? Image carousels are the bane of my existence. Oh no, somewhere down here he goes to... work oh there it is portraits there's a photo he took here of mick fanning if, if you don't know who mick fanning is um mick fanning is one of the world's most successful surfers uh and a a local down here in my part of the world as well but i'll um why can't i open image in new tab why do i <laughs> it's one of those you know you just want to get the image just the just the photo and then somehow i end up traversing through the dom trying to find how do I just get the path that photo? Of course, the other thing I could do is go to the dev tools and go to application and go to images. Or I could just send you the bloody link. And that would be it. No, here it is. I got it. I'm not going to be beaten by this. Okay, open image in new tab. Bam. 
All right. So now I'll drop that into the comments. Uh, so this was—I I don't think this is what we're going to go for in, in the end—but I just found the like the the lighting and the quality of it just super super cool and amazing. Um, so we we did take a few of that. I even put on a white t-shirt. <laughs> we we gave some a go, but uh, I think the outdoor ones are probably going to be the pick. Yeah, DevTools is hacking. I know, I know. There's going to be a governor somewhere in the US that gets me into trouble for that. Uh, ben says, did they disable right-click? No, they didn't. They, they didn't, but when you right-click, you can't right-click and save the image because if the image is a background, you can't do that. It has to be a normal image in an image tag, but then you can inspect the element and then start working your way through the DOM to try and find whichever class it is that sets a background. It's too much like hard work. Lance says, I only know Nick Fanning for Bolter. So <laughs> Mick was a was a smart guy. He invested with a bunch of his other mates, mostly surfy mates from memory, in a in a little beer company called Bolter. And then they sold it a couple of years ago to it was Colton United or one of these big ones for an undisclosed sum believed to be about $200 million. So they seem to have done really well out of making beer. Uh, and it is one of my favorite beers as well. So uh, good on Mick for all those things. Uh, last thing, so Pondmas. Now, I spoke about Pondmas last week because I put the blog post out, and this was basically the idea that uh, I don't really get to go places anymore or see people anymore, and I have a lot of Have I Been Pwned stickers, and I've been printing Have I Been Pwned 3D logos, so why don't I just start giving more of them away? So I said, all right, anyone who registers to get the free preview of my book at book.troyhunt.com, uh, goes into the draw for Pwnmas, which is where every day we pick a random name out of the list of people who have left me their details. Pick a random name and I drop them an email and go, hey, you have won a big stack of Have I Been Pwned stickers. We've got packs of 50 we're giving away, a 3D printed Have I Been Pwned logo, and I even chuck in a few Scott Helm stickers. If you don't know what the Scott Helm sticker is, Google it, you'll figure it out. So we've been drawing those out. I drew, I think, six out the other day. I'm not doing it every day. I'll give it a few days and then I'll do a few. And they were from uh, the UK, Canada, India, and Argentina. was the different places they're from. I emailed all six of them. Two of them replied. <laughs> so, so I hadn't actually anticipated not getting replies from people uh, about I'd like to give you some free stuff. And yes, I know it sounds fishy. So when I sent the email... Said, you know, congratulations, you've won a bunch of stickers and everything. Uh, if this sounds fishy, go and find my blog on your own and find the contact details or go to Twitter and then just DM me and I'll confirm it and it's fine. Just send me your home address and your date of birth and your mother's maiden name and I will send you through the stickers. <laughs> it's not fishy at all. So I've got to draw another bunch of those out probably today and get in touch with them. But that is still running and I keep running it all the way through to Christmas, book.troyhunt.com. Last comment on the book. We are still pushing away at it. I think I mentioned uh, last week that some of the feedback we'd had from the preview was that one of the chapters there, we put two chapters out, so I put one about leaving Pfizer and one about Ashley Madison. They said, Pfizer one, uh, great, all the extra stuff I added, lots of meat, it was good. The Ashley Madison one needed more. Uh, and that was fair feedback. I, I agree with that when I went back and read it. So I'm working on that. And we're also going through and identifying any other areas we need to do that for as well. That's pushing back our go live date for the book. But fortunately, it's not like we have a proper publisher or anything. So we don't really need to worry about that. 
we're going to get all of that stuff spot on and only when it's spot on are we going to push it out uh, so that will take as long as it takes i don't think we're too far off but i do want to get that right so definitely definitely go through and uh go to book.troyhunt.com what else is in the comments here before we chime out lance says carlton carlton owned by asahi yeah i remember that now asahi owns carlton uh Guillaum says the app was decent enough to recognize your troll didn't map charlotte <laughs> when you when you said recognize your troll i thought you were talking about charlotte for a moment i was like oh that's a bit, bit rough but i get what you mean now it's fine no it didn't map her but i wonder if she stood still gotta get it to map her that would be interesting wouldn't it seven morning if you're going to speak about pondmas you should wear a santa hat next <laughs> ben says fingers crossed maybe ben's in there for pondmas look we're certainly a lot of people entered so there's there's um okay maybe that's not great for you because it does decrease your odds but i will keep drawing them out the same person won't win twice and we'll just keep going because i got wow i've got, got one day under a month before christmas so plenty more time yet okay folks on that note i'm gonna wrap it up um i mean we're gonna have a few days away next week we're just going somewhere local for well local we're going to sunshine coast for a little break a few hours drive away so maybe i will do a bit less stuff i'll send some photos from there and i will be home in time to do this again uh, friday next week earlier in the day so thanks for watching i uh, hope everyone's having a good time where they are in the world and i'll catch you next week see ya